Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast. It is me, your host, Evan, here with the infamous Gabriel Montalvo, here to defy leftist ideology and destroy leftist brains, while all the while saving your conservative soul from the evil that is the Biden administration. Not sure if that was coherent, but if it wasn't, just hold on. We will get there. But before we get started, guys, just a reminder to please visit our website at EmpireStateConservatives.com. Links to all of our merchandise, all the proceeds of which all go back into fighting leftist tyranny and spreading conservatism. So if you can, go pick up a shirt, go pick up a hat, go pick up a sweatshirt, go pick up whatever is in that store. Because that money is vital to our fight right now. We are struggling because of shadow bans. So all any support that we can get from you guys is greatly appreciated. And if you use code FREEDOM, I think it's uh, there's some certain percentage off. But uh, let me see. For, yeah, code, code FREEDOM. 40% off. 40. If you, uh, any order over $30, I think. Or free shipping. Free shipping. There we go. Through free shipping on orders over $40, which is essentially two t-shirts. All right. So right before we get into the stuff that I had planned, Gabe, something happened on my way home. And I really wanted to discuss it. Because it really pissed me off. So as everyone knows, if you've been listening to the show, and if you haven't, welcome to our problems. We are heavily, heavily censored and shadow banned on all social media. I'm constantly getting strikes for things that are out of context or just it's complete nonsense or literally garbage fact checks. So last week I had posted something. It was, in a, it was from a guy named Spike Cohen, who's a libertarian out in Washington. And the statement was just... It was a statement that he said, and then it was, and some people believe that all transactions over $600 need to be monitored. And it got fact-checked saying the IRS, this has not been put in by Congress. The IRS has not made an official statement. And that's not what the thing was saying. It was just saying that there are people saying that if we monitor, which is a proposal that they monitor all transactions over $600. Then today, a clip came out of Nancy Pelosi confirming that that requirement was still in their bill that they are trying to pass. So it was not missing context. It is something they are trying to pass. So people do believe that. So these BS fact checks are just another form of censorship because it's just all about getting rid of people that they don't like and censoring things that make the left or the Democratic Party look bad. Gabe, this has it, does this frustrate you as much as it frustrates me? Because these fact checks aren't even real fact checks. It's just you said something that makes Democrats look bad. Boom. Censorship. It's either a, it's not a true or false anymore. It has to be, it's partially correct or partially incorrect, but you're still going to get slammed with the, with those uh, fact check notifications on the image or the post. The issue with that is not only will it restrict your content because now you're being accused of spreading fake uh, news and information, misinformation, which means that the algorithm is going to push uh, your content, your page, uh, you know, whatever social media presence you may have, it's going to, it's going to suppress it a lot. And for those who uh, can actually see it, you're going to find that they might not be inclined to share or to continue to follow or to even want to give it a like uh, on the content that you're posting because of the fact that it's already come up with some sort of anti, uh, some sort of anti-truth uh, apparently, uh, according to these people. And I, I'm so baffled at the fact that there's not just it's either it's right or it's wrong. No, it's it always has to go into those partial half truths, and it's kind of like a, there was a meme I saw about it, and it was like if Paul Revere was going to go to warn the Americans that the British were coming, 
and it's a Facebook fact that says, incorrect, the British are not all coming, so this uh, fact is partially uh, incorrect or partially false. And that deters a lot of people. Uh, but this is literally the level of ludicrousy uh, that we're seeing here. And I find that it's, it's, not a, it's not an exaggeration anymore to say that Facebook, Google, and Twitter are monitoring and controlling the flow of information. You're no longer allowed to discern what is uh, right from wrong. It is only what Facebook determines to be right. It's only what these tech oligarchs determine what's uh, right anymore. It's no longer a public square where people are able to uh, share information and to discuss about it. It's a very centered, controlled publishing uh, platform. It's not a free platform anymore, but they still get the same protections as such. Right. And this is a, uh, a quote. I don't remember who said this. So if you're watching and you know who said this, please comment below. But essentially, withholding information is the essence of tyranny. Control of the flow of information is the tool of the dictatorship. That's the first thing that every dictator does, right? It's only push their propaganda, silence any detractors, because you can't allow anyone to speak against who you want in power. And clearly, Facebook and Instagram and all these places are pushing leftist ideology. So when you speak out against the Democrat Party or leftists, it becomes a problem for them and they censor us. But let's get into what is going on with the hot garbage dumpster fire. That's right. I combined two things. It is hot garbage, but it's also a dumpster fire. That is the Biden administration. As if it couldn't get any worse, right? Everything is just going to complete garbage. Inflation is up. Uh, people are losing their jobs. They're the Biden administration is lying with numbers. This whole the supply chain is broken. We have empty shelves. And then they're lying about all this stuff. It's just complete nonsense. But let's get let's start with the fact that Pete Buttigieg, who is the Secretary of Transportation, was on unpaid was on paid leave for two months because him and his husband had had surrogate uh, surrogate made had twins for them or whatever it was, and he was just gone for two months. Nobody knew, and we're in the middle of a supply chain crisis. He is the Secretary of Transportation mostly because he loves trains. And because they made a deal that he would drop it oh, again. Okay. They allegedly made a deal. Let's go. Let's do this. Cause I don't want to get fact checked again. They allegedly made a deal that if he would drop out of the primaries, they would give him a spot in the cabinet. That's how, that's how he got this job. As we all know, the Democrats consolidated around Joe Biden so that Bernie Sanders would not get the nomination so they could defeat president Trump using mail-in voting. We all know this things, but the fact that no one knew he was gone and the fact that they keep making excuses for it, right? And even he's lying. He's saying that, oh, we have these issues because President Biden has successfully guided this economy. It, it's just it's complete nonsense. It's complete incompetence, Gabe. Where, where do you see this going? Because it's either on purpose, right, where they want everything to get so bad that they have to, which I've been saying for years, they want it to be so bad that they can then consolidate power to the federal government and say, hey, only we can fix it if you give us ultimate power, right? The Emperor Palpatine method. Give me ultimate power and I'll fix everything. Or they're completely incompetent. And it's got to be one of the two. And in my mind, they're both equally bad. Like to be that level of incompetence or to be that evil. Because that's evil. To purposely hurt people that you are sworn to protect and sworn to serve. They're both equally terrible. Where, where do you see this going? I mean, you're seeing throughout the country that there are many stores that are running low on uh, the to be able to fulfill the demand uh, that we as consumers create 
and yet we have our transportation secretary gone for two months. It shows how useless he really is. If no one, if no one knows that a person's gone for two months, and it's like, oh, hey, by the way, are you showing up today? Sorry, we, how long has it been? Like, you're really not that important. And he says when, he, when it comes to his paternity leave, uh, Pete Buttigieg said on uh, NBC News, when somebody welcomes a new child into the family and goes on leave to take care of a child, that's not a vacation, it's work. Granted, granted, it is certainly work to take care of a newborn, especially when they're twins. Especially when you can't breastfeed. Well, that, I was going to say, it's kind of... No, no, not because he's gay, but because he's a man. It has nothing to do with him being gay. Right. (laughs) But what winds up happening is that this isn't, like, his spouse wasn't pregnant for nine months with twins, and it's like, he was there the entire step of the way. He was there to scoop up the kids once, you know, the the process was over by the mom, by by their biological mother. Yeah, they were like, here's your check, give us the babies, here we go. Pretty much. It's, it's all grim and dark, you know, but it's a beautiful thing in, in, in concept, I guess, when you're able to, to adopt it. I'm, I'm a proponent for that. But anyways, uh, and then he continues to say uh, the champion for maternity leave now, not no longer the, the uh, transportation secretary, the champion of maternity leave now says you've been under some bizarre attack for taking. Uh, sorry, I was on Meet the Press. Uh, he said you've been under some bizarre attack for taking paid leave uh, by some loudmouths in our political system. But I want to ask you about paid uh, leave and family in general uh, because it may not be the final part sorry uh, because it may not be part of the build back uh, better plan so what he did was he changed the subject he didn't, he didn't go oh we're in the middle of a crisis maybe I need to be at work see this is the problem if during like COVID let's say President Trump's wife or let's say they had a surrogate and they got a newborn baby and President Trump was like Oh, I'm going to be on, I'm going to not tell anyone, but I'm going to be on paid leave for two months during a crisis. During a crisis, it's a, it trades transportation security and he's just gone. And his, his excuse was, oh, the deputy transportation security is more than capable. Then why do you have the job? If the deputy is more than capable of doing your job, then why do you have your job? It's the same argument I had with people when, when Wilhelm de Blasio was like, oh, we have subs. It doesn't matter if we lose teachers. Also, the subs who are not permanent teachers for a reason, one reason or the other, are just as good as a regular teacher. So you just devalued every single teacher who doesn't want to get vaccinated. He just, Pete Buttigieg, devalued his own position. He devalued himself by saying his deputy can just step in and it's just it's just as good. Pretty much in any uh, private business, private entity, you would have been gone a long time ago, off payroll immediately. Probably even asked to maybe ask for, uh, for some of it back. But... You know that's not where we're that's not where we're living in right now. And the log cabin Republicans, uh, which is a group comprised of um, of LGBT conservatives in the United States, the largest LGBT conservative organization, uh, they basically called out Buttigieg for saying, "Hey, the reason why you got this position was because you're uh, you're, you're you're gay. You're using that to your advantage." Uh, and you know, you gave you a spot because they're like, "Hey, we want you're a, you're a diversity pick, you're a diversity hire, you are an affirmative action uh, person." That's what that's what this administration did with everybody. That's why Kamala Harris got the job. Biden admitted it. Well, now you know that it's now we know for sure that it's not at any point based on merit. It's just based on what a person uh, looks like. It's based on 
uh, how a person orients themselves. Uh, it's just, it's a lot of external features, personal uh, things, uh, mind you, that have nothing to do with qualification. I mean, hell, I like trains too. Um, I probably love trains more than Pete Buttigieg. I was on a train a few weeks ago with my lovely girlfriend. Had a great I time. watched Thomas the Tank Engine growing up. I have Thomas the Tank Engine trains. Does that make me qualified? No. I play Railway Empire, a game where you have to make the biggest uh, uh, railway corporation possible. Does that make me an expert on transportation? No. I played with trucks. My, my baby brother plays with trucks. Does that make me an expert on, on transportation and supply chains? No, it does not. But what we see here is a man who is just literally just given this job and say, here, run with it. Not even doing it because he knows that his secretary can do it for him, or sorry, his, his, uh, his second in command. And he's just sitting there collecting a check. And he's that useless that nobody can tell for two months. And now we have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of containers with goods that we need in the country just out to sea. The silver lining to this, or the, the savior, I would say, to this crisis uh, would have to be the DeSantis administration and Florida because they just announced that the Florida ports are open and they're willing to take as much uh, as many ships and as much supplies as possible to help transport throughout the United States. So DeSantis and this again, this is the conservative Republican uh, idea of a smaller government uh, letting the free market do its job in saying, hey, guess what? You can we're, we're going to help provide passage for you guys to get to where you need to go to start offloading the ships. We're not going to intervene because we're not going to ask you for the vaccine mandates. We're not going to ask you for all, a whole bunch of other uh, regulations on the truckers, because according to many Californian uh, truckers and truckers in general, they say that there are a lot of regulations in California, and now people are blaming there to be a shortage of, of truckers as well on top of COVID mandates. So it's just big government intervention really stalling this process. And then we have, again, Jen Psaki, who, our circle back girl, who is just one of the worst White House press secretaries ever, just lying all the time, making stuff up, saying ridiculous things like, oh, it's good that we have empty shelves. That means that people are buying things. It's, it's pure nonsense. It's like, oh, wages are up. Wage, wages aren't up. They're not actually up. It's, again, lying with numbers, right? If you get a 3% raise, but inflation goes up 10%, you didn't really get a raise. Your money is, go, is not going as far as it was before. So you're actually down 7% from where you were before the inflation. And this is what people don't understand. This is why the whole nonsense, they have everyone so focused on minimum wage. Minimum wage needs to be $15. Okay, but now you can't get by on $15 an hour, right? You couldn't get by really before on $15 an hour. But now you really can't because inflation went up. So now minimum wage needs to be $20 an hour. Guess what happens when they make minimum wage $20 an hour? Inflation goes up again. Oh, now you can't get by on $20 an hour. And every single person who's not a minimum worker is now getting screwed on this. And everyone's getting screwed and the minimum workers are getting screwed because the idea should not be to get the minimum. This is the Democrat Party philosophy, right? Get by on the minimum. We are all about the minimum, right? Let's keep people on welfare. Let's get people on minimum wage. Minimum wage is for 16-year-old kids who are getting their first job. If you are an adult on minimum wage, guess what? You are replaceable. TFB it is too bad. Go get a second job. Go find a better job. Go get some sort of class. Go to vocational school. Do Get some sort of training to make yourself a better worker. If you are a cashier at a grocery store, guess what? 
learn how to do some math, try to get promoted to bookkeeper, which is a supervisor position at a lot of grocery stores. I know that because I worked at one. And at 19 years old, I was a supervisor over 50-year-old women who were cashiers their entire lives and make more money and work your way up the chain. If you work in a grocery store, you can literally work your way up that chain. Go work in a different department. Go work in the deli. Make more money. These people are so focused on the minimum. And I love when their Democrats are all about, oh, we're going to help these people. You're not helping anybody. Because things like welfare aren't a solution to a problem. Welfare is the problem. Welfare is what keeps people poor because you give people stuff and it demotivates them. If they, we saw it with the unemployment. People are demotivated to go back to work. And all these places are getting squeezed now for higher for higher pay. Why? Because everything costs more. And guess what's going to happen? Things are going to continue to cost more. Because if I own a restaurant and all of a sudden I have to start paying people more money as opposed to them living off of tips, guess, who's, guess who that money is going against? It's going against the consumer. And then once again, Jen Psaki goes, oh, it's ridiculous that they would that they would pass those uh, those costs onto the consumer. Democrats don't know anything about economics. It's unbelievable. They don't know anything. It's either they don't know or they don't care. And again, they're equally as bad. Their job is I don't even know what their job is anymore. It's so diluted in the Democrat Party what they're actually trying to do. It just seems like they're trying to destroy everything. That's it. Or they really do know what they're doing and they're just tied to our faces and we're not really able to do much about it. Or or can we? I mean, that's up to that's for up for interpretation. Uh, but look at what happened with, uh, again, referencing January 6th. Uh, that was not an armed insurrection, a horrible thing. That was a, that was a riot uh, at best. But anywho, you, you see what happens across the country. You see empty shelves. Does that mean people are buying? Yes, it does. Is that a positive? No. No one goes to a third world country or a country that's in a communist regime or an authorita authoritarian uh, government uh, that have to have these red lines because they don't have any sort of supply chain and say, oh, guess what? My best friend, my, my buddy, my neighbor just, just bought the last, uh, the last uh, cup of rice that they had on sale. I'm glad people are buying food and there's nothing else left. I'm not saying we're reaching those levels. You know, God forbid this country ever goes uh, gets to that. But we have to start taking initiative in buying American and building in America. If that's really what Build Back Better is, that's what Build Back Better should be. Building back our infrastructure, building back our uh, not so much the not the service industry, but our industry. We should be able to create and manufacture. We have the ability to do so near me. I have a factory that's offering $21 an hour plus I believe a $2,000 signing on bonus. Like there are opportunities there, but people aren't willing to take them. Uh, there's also certain companies that will pay for your school. There, there are companies that are willing to pay for you to even go through their own management schools and courses so that you're able to move up. But there are people who don't want to take it. And if people won't get out of those entry level positions, that means that you can't hire more people to fulfill that and to and to fill that vacuum and void. So I really find that it's it's in part due to a lack of motivation from people that really want to do it. And Evan, this is what you said was right about the idea of living in a welfare state. It does demotivate people. And it's not a it's not it's no longer an economic theory. This is something that I guess the theory was put to the test. The hypothesis has come out to be true. 
you saw people just sitting back, collecting checks, and maybe doing Uber on the side. Maybe they would have a side gig where they get paid cash, so they wouldn't lose their health, uh, their unemployment benefits. So what is the solution to this? Well, if you ask people within the federal government, they'll tell you to get vaccinated. There was a White House uh, person, there was White House personnel, and this was on some sort of, um, I think it was NBC again, uh, goes on to say, oh, well, you know, this situation is horrible, but a way that we can actually build back better under the president's plan is if you get vaccinated. What in God's name does that have to do with anything? Unless it's telling you, we're going to restrict everything until you guys do what we say at a level that we're satisfied with. Right, but that's what it's all about, though. It's all about compliance. It's about do what we want you to do. And that's not how the government's supposed to function. And these government mandates, one, the the executive order for the vaccine is completely unconstitutional. I don't care what anyone says. The Supreme Court has stated that any executive order must be compliant with the Constitution. So forcing people out of work for not getting vaccinated does not fall in line. There is no other part of the Constitution. And I double-checked because I read it. I read it multiple times. I actually read it almost every single day to make sure that I understand exactly what's going on inside that little piece, that booklet. It's very short. Constitution is not a long document. Okay? They did, the Founding Fathers didn't want the, the government doing a lot. They wanted them to do the bare minimum. There is no, there's nothing in the Constitution, especially under the powers of the president, that states that he can that he can make any type of law, that he has any type of power to do executive orders. They are it is not in the Constitution, and I don't even care if the Supreme Court upholds the executive order, because the Supreme Court also did Roe v. Wade, which they then admitted was bad legislation and they sh- it shouldn't have been upheld. So these the, the whole thing that just because something's run through the Supreme Court and upheld doesn't make it that it was done right. Because you have justices on there that think it's their job to interpret the Constitution. Constitution is written in English. It's written in plain English. The government's allowed to do A, B, and C. Oh, can they do D? Well, I just said it's A, B, or C. But can they do D? Well, no. Wrong. A, B, C. Those are your options. This is the problem that we have. This is the problem when you put activist judges on the Supreme Court, like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Again, not to hate on the woman. I understand she's dead. May she rest in peace, whatever it is, all right? I don't want people start getting all mad at me, all right? But the point is, when you have activist judges on there doing their interpretation of a plain, of plain English, that's a problem. It's like we talk about all the time with gun rights. It says, shall not be infringed. It's plain English. It's plain English. It's not... Oh, they bets not be doing anything with them things and then, oh, you can figure out what you want to do. No. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It's very simple. But we have a real problem with this Biden administration and they just twist everything to make themselves sound good. And it's all garbage. It's pure garbage because if it was about people spending, right, and it was about the economy doing well, how come under the Trump administration we didn't have empty shelves? When we had record low unemployment and we had people getting off of welfare and getting better jobs and, and incomes increasing, how come we'd have empty shelves then? Oh, because it wasn't COVID. So either blame COVID or don't blame COVID, but you can't say that it's because the economy's good and then also blame COVID. It's not, it, it can't be. COVID is what shut down the economy. So it can't, it, 
it's A or B, right? It's true or false. It can't be true and false. This is what the Democrats do. They they just it's all about just flip flop twist words and hope that nobody notices that you're lying out of both sides of your mouth. And honestly, I've had enough of it. It's ridiculous. I watched Saki's press briefing today. It was pure trash. It was pure trash. She says it's it's like the it's like the Cuomo um things during COVID, right? He speaks for an hour, says nothing. That's what it is. Lie, 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 lie. Like, it, this is a puppet administration. I don't know what they're planning on doing. I have an idea. I'm going to get called a conspiracy theorist. We're going to get fact-checked. But I think it's on purpose. I think they are looking to federalize everything. That is the goal of the Democrat Party. It's to federalize everything. The Democrat Party is a big federal government party. That's what they want. They want the government involved in every single thing that you do. Where are all these problems that they claim are systemic racism? Where, where are they? They're all in Democrat-run cities and states. All of them. So you're causing the problem and then saying there's a problem. So stop doing what you're doing. Right? It's when it's when you go to the doctor and you go, this hurts. Right? Well, what does he say? Well, stop doing that. I It's, just, it's, it's ridiculous. And people keep voting for him. Well, you know, not to bring up a... a a figure, a political figure that's been just tossed around for so many, for so many years in, in recent memory, like the past five years for so many times for so long. Uh, but people think that Hitler came to power, uh, you know, with the ideas of the, the extremist radical ideas of, you know, the Holocaust and everything um, from the get-go. I mean, technically he did because he wrote Mein Kampf before he really had a success in politics. But even though he told people what was happening, everyone was like, no, nah, that'll never happen. But he has some really interesting ideas. Um, and then he and the Nazi party blew up the Reichstag, allegedly, uh, and then declared emergency power. And then everyone's like, do we agree with this? Of course we do. The great guy gave us the Volkswagen. <laughs> like, right, because he was, he was like, I'm going to help you guys. You're going to fix everything. We're going to make Germany better. Hitler said, we're going to build back better for Germany, right? basically the same thing i mean it's it's really where it comes down to and people buy into that and when you trust the government to do things for you and then they fail over and over and over again you only have yourself to blame because you kept voting for these people for the last nine months for the last nine months what have we seen we have seen a horrible withdrawal of afghanistan we're down near uh, gonna see red lines uh, by uh, christmas because people are saying to do your holiday shopping early this year. Now, what's to say that's that that's also not going to affect our food supply chain? Then again, granted, we have a lot of uh, we produce a lot of agriculture within the United States, but that's not to say that with this supposed trucking shortage, that's the front. Remember, that's the front. It's not the that the government mandates, not the vaccine mandates, the regulations. It is the trucking shortage. What's to say that they won't be able to actually go? and uh, deliver food to the supermarkets. On the flip side of that, uh, there was a video that was uh, posted to Twitter about a trucker who was like, listen, it's not a shortage. There are truckers out there on YouTube and the internet saying it's not a, it's not a shortage of truckers. They're, not, they're just not filling up our trucks. He's like, I've been here. This guy was like, I'm sitting here for four hours and no one's loading anything. There's no longshore. There's nothing that's happening. I'm just sitting here for four hours. And trucks are just driving around the parking lot. Oh, well, not the parking lot, the dockyard. So what, where, where does it end? But you have these people, it's about creating that culture of fear. It's creating, oh, well, I guess 
I guess if I want this to end, I'm going to have to get vaccinated. If I want this to end, I'm going to have to trust the government. If I want this to end, I have to do whatever. It's to, the line keeps getting drawn farther and farther back. And how long will you be willing to bend for? And how far will you bend? It seems like the American people are very flexible. And it's not because I'd say it's about, um, it's not necessarily about, uh, it's not because we're fighting necessarily for something that we're, we're living through such uh, hard times. It's more so because we're patient and we, because the majority of people believe that at this point in time, the government's here to help us. But what has gone, what has helped us in the past nine months? Again, Afghanistan, horrible way to pull out of a country. Thousands and millions of people under Taliban rule directly, where there are people trying to fight them off. Uh, well, Dave, also... if Joe know how to pull out, then we wouldn't have Hunter Biden. Well, if only we had Bo still. <laughs> nice, whatever. I uh, know, right? We also have this shortage. We also have higher inflation. It's already difficult for Gen Z. Right, millennials are saying it's difficult for gen, for my generation, for Gen Z and the future generations, uh, to actually create a life for themselves because people aren't buying homes anymore. People aren't necessarily going to school uh, as much. Well, they're taking a lot of loans out. But what happened? Biden promised you that he was going to do away with student loans. That hasn't happened. This is a person that we're only nine months in, and it feels like it's been an eternity. It's been nothing but horrible things since day one. Dave, in, Bi in Biden's defense, in Biden's defense, right. he doesn't remember that he said he was going to get rid of student loans. Right. Well, let's look at the fact that he is supposed to be this champion for equality and race, and he took a knee during the the summer of love, which I call the BLM riots. I don't uh, BLM race riots. I don't care what anyone says. That's what it really was. Um, he defunds historic black colleges and universities after Trump had funded them. So the racist, sorry, the alleged racist, funds historic black colleges and universities. The guy who's on your side and our side, allegedly, says, screw your education. You guys have enough of it. Well, Joe Biden has a long history of saying extremely racist things, and he just gets a free pass because he's a Democrat. And the Democrats want to erase their own history because they can't claim to be the champion of black people with their horrible, horrible history of essentially re-enslaving black people into the welfare system. That's essentially what welfare is. Welfare creates a dependency, just much like when people were enslaved. When you were enslaved, you were re reliant on slave master for food, shelter, and everything else. What are you relying on the government for if you're on welfare? Food, shelter, and everything else. It's the exact same system. It's, it's, Obama it's, knew it's, about it's it. nonsense. It really is. The fact that Obama was celebrated for increasing welfare benefits, people shouldn't be on welfare. Welfare is the problem. Get off welfare. And then people weren't, President Trump was not celebrated for getting people off of welfare and back to work. It's a joke. It's a complete joke. Well, you had Rashida Tlaib saying that President Trump is robbing people of their welfare before at the time. And it was like, no, no, it's not. It's like people are actually making money for themselves. People are actually able to live independent. But you have to spin it. You have to spread that culture of fear. No, it's not people that are... Uh, that are thriving in this country. God forbid you have that. It's actually people 
uh, that are getting their benefits ripped away. And that's that's how you flip it. But again, going back to what we said in the beginning, there's no fact check on that. There's no, oh, well, this is uh, partially incorrect. This is No, because it doesn't fit the narrative. Because again, these major, major uh, tech companies are not platforms for uh, free speech and ideas. It's just a platform to push their biased opinion. You look at how many of them, how many of these uh, CEOs and executives within these organizations, uh, what their political leanings are, and they'll tell you, as discovered by Project Veritas, that they are liberal Democrats, Bernie Sanders supporters. These are horrible. These are not all horrible people, but the majority of them are horrible people because they know what they're doing. And they say that they want to murder and kill. These are things that, mind you, are on tape via Project Veritas. And, you know, soon they're going to find a way to take them down as well. But they have these executives saying these types of things. And yet conservatives are the bad people here. Right-wingers are is a horrible, scary term. It's, it's, it's oxymoronic. And again, if Democrats didn't have double standards, they wouldn't have standards at all. All right. I think it's a good, it's not, I mean, it's not a great segue, but it's a decent segue, Gabe. I'll give you some credit on this. To going into, which is really funny. So Dark, Dark, Dark Sage 9117 on Twitch asked us about Eric Adams, which is actually our next topic. So, Eric Adams has come out and said, again, we had this prepped. I'm really glad they asked this question. Eric Adams had said that he wants to push for non-citizens being able to vote in local elections. This is the most asinine thing in the entire world that I've ever heard come out of a Democrat. And multiple Democrats are pushing this nonsense. If you are not a citizen of the country you are living in, you don't get to vote. Go live in Paris for six months and see if they let you vote in their elections. It's nonsense. It's all Democrat nonsense because what he's going to do, they're going to push people who are illegals who are on public assistance because they have fake social security numbers. And who are they going to vote for? The person increasing welfare benefits. This is hot nonsense. Pure, pure nonsense. Again, I'm all for someone who's going to be hard on crime, which I would hope that he would be. But this is an unaccept. This is something that you cannot abide in New York. If you live in New York City, you cannot allow someone who says he wants non-citizens now even if you're here legally you should not be voting you are not a citizen of the united states it says in the constitution citizens of the united states in every single thing where it talks about voting citizens it is unconstitutional it is it goes against the constitution it goes against just pure i don't even know what the word this is stupid this is really stupid this is a stupid thing for him to say. This is really, really dumb. And watch, he'll win and he either he'll do it or he won't do it, which is irrelevant. But the fact that he even said it is so dumb. This is ridiculous. Non-citizens allowed to vote? What the what are you what are you talking about? Well, cut Curtis Lee with some slack. I do have hope for the man to to win the to win the election. Uh, but I mean this isn't something that it's Eric Adams exclusive. I mean, we've had the city council uh, of New York City before saying that they want to allow this to happen. They want to pass it into legislation. Remember, the city council is basically like the New York City Council is basically uh, New York City's Congress. They're able to draft these laws, and it does go through uh, the, through the same um, you know tr- uh, judicial process uh, as making other laws. But if it has enough support within the progressive. Uh, progressive controlled council, then that's what's going to happen. Um, and of course, I think that this is something that needs to be fought back against and taken to court like ASAP. God forbid that happens. 
But according, but uh, a question from uh, one of our viewers here is, you know, would uh, how is if Eric Adams is a traditional Democrat? I would say that if he's, I would say that Eric Adams, when it comes to his stances, has already been with what we just spoke on, has been shifting. You have to shift and be extreme left or extreme progressive to- Or at least have some of that ideology in what you're pushing. And eventually it's going to pull you to the side anyways, because you realize that, hey, you're going to, you're going to get support. Whether you deliver on it or not, you have to just say that this is what's going to happen. I mean, sure, that's every quintessential politician. Uh, But at the same time, it's a very disturbing thought that this sort of mob, that's mob rule, this hive mind groupthink is really that's pulling the strings behind a lot of these politicians' decisions. I'm not a fan of Eric Adams. Um, as Curtis Lewis says, where has he been? Uh, you know, he certainly hasn't really been in the campaign trail. It's almost as if he thinks that he's already won it. But this is somebody who I can almost guarantee you, and I know he has a history with law enforcement and in law enforcement, but I can almost guarantee you if and when he, God forbid, if and when he wins, he's going to turn his back on the police because that's probably one of the only unions that is on his side, well, probably one of the major unions that are on his side right now, supporting him. He knows that if he loses that, he's going to lose a, a lot of the Staten Island base. who's probably voting Republican anyways, but you need those votes because they understand that you need as many votes as you can get, especially when you have someone as dynamic as Curtis Lewa. But it's, all, it's also this this whole idea that he's going to come in here, right, and just be this, this middle of the road. Like, he's not going to come in and be Joe Manchin. Like, he's not going to come in here and stand up for gun rights for people in New York City. And then just, you know, he's going to be tough. If he's going to be tough on crime, which is good. Again, both candidates claim they'll be tough on crime, which is good. They need to be because what Bill de Blasio has done to New York City is criminal by taking police off the streets and not allowing them to do their jobs. Right. Oh, we're taking gang units off the street because it disproportionately affects people of color. You're allowing crime to flourish. Right. That's what you're doing. I don't care who the criminals are. I don't care if they're white, black, purple, green. I don't care what color you are. Whoever is committing the crimes, that's where the cops need to be. Okay? If it's a white gang, shut them down. If it's a Hispanic gang, shut them down. If it's a black gang, shut them down. If it's an Asian gang, shut them down. Shut down the criminals. But the other problem that I have, right? So Eric Adams has said, oh, I don't need security detail. I was a cop. I'm going to carry my own firearm. Would he extend that courtesy to other New Yorkers? Is his safety more important than other New Yorkers? Because we saw Mike Bloomberg with the same nonsense, right? You don't need a gun. What are you going to do if someone comes at you with a gun? You're going to pull the gun? The reporter goes, what, to interview you, had to walk past guys with guns. Oh, that's different. Is he going to be that guy? Or is he going to go, you know what? If you're able to pass your checks and you're able to get through, I'm going to expand gun rights in New York City. Is he going to be that guy? I don't think yeah, so. Because the Democrats like won't vote guy. for him. Yeah, right. He's the first guy through and through. That's all he is. Because it's not about yeah. getting elected once, right? It's about getting reelected. That's the game in politics. It's not about just getting elected. It's about getting reelected. That's why all these politicians play these games. So he's not going to be that traditional Democrat. He's going to play to the far left. He's going to allow some of that nonsense to go through, to try to get through. And allowing non-citizens to vote is blatant stupidity. It's a blatant move. 
by the left in order to try to win every election forever. Because if I allow non-citizens to vote and I go, well, if you're a non-citizen, you can do this. You can well, can expand everything that you can do. I'm going to give you free stuff. Who are they going to vote for? It's a move to win every election forever. That's what it is. It was the same thing when the Democrats wanted to get rid of the Electoral College. Oh, we have L.A. and New York City and Chicago. Boom, we'll win every president ever forever. Let's do it. They want to change the rules because they're scared. I remember when they were afraid of uh, Trump packing the court and then they're making all of these reasons why you should pack the court now. I mean, it, again, double standards. But uh, in I guess in recent news, and I guess maybe we can end off here because it's still New York City uh, related or New York related. Uh, Westchester flights are coming in, private flights, unmarked flights. No one knows what the hell is going on of illegal immigrants just getting dumped. Probably not just dumped, but probably take it to a facility. But drops off into a facility. Right. In Westchester, it's like, all right, here's these bunch of planes. Here you go. This is Scarsdale. Find a place to camp out. Pretty much. It's like, you know, say what you want about Joe Biden, but at least he, uh, he made the planes run on time, depending on the planes, though. Who is he, Mussolini? <laughs> I don't know. He has some pretty, pretty left wing ideas. Anyways, <laughs> let's digress. Yeah, as as we normally do. But we have a bunch of people who we don't have a bunch of information on. Uh, you know, being set to roam around. I mean, we've seen this happen throughout uh, Middle America as well. Uh, unmarked buses just dropping people off. And the I forget which mayor of the town it was, but he was like, "What the hell's going on?" He actually had to try and talk to uh, law enforcement. Was like, "I I don't know who who's coming in, what's going on." And there is a bunch of squatters in the area. Now, New York City and that area, Westchester included, uh, and, and Yonkers already has a bit of a homelessness crisis, uh, so I'm pretty sure they'll blend in uh, if they had to, you know, hide out. But still, yet you ship in a bunch of people, unlike the goods that are sitting out in the middle of the ocean. And you want to propose these types of things of uh, giving them the right, uh, giving these illegal non-citizens a right to vote. And boom, Evan, as you said, the great plan comes together. You're voting Democrat or you're keeping a Democrat for the next how many years? It's the same title tactics that they use in the early 1900s with the newer ways of integration. They told you how to vote because they brought you into this country and there was a whole racket base off. They did the same thing with the welfare system. LBJ said, again, I'm not going to repeat the quote because LGBJ, again, a Democrat, was a vehement racist. But he said, I'll have these expletive voting Democrat for the next 200 years when they introduce welfare. That's what you do. And everyone knows the mouse dies in the trap because he doesn't understand why the cheese is free. The biggest thing keeping minority communities down and just poor people in general, doesn't matter what race, is welfare. That is key. That's what's keeping you down. And it's again a big thing is if someone is going to have your back, if you don't have that pressure where you need to succeed, you need to make it work. Human beings will adapt, right? I have to, I have to cut spending. I have to find another job. I have to work two jobs. I have to work three jobs. I have to get better skills so I can get a promotion. You'll do it if there's no if you don't have that big safety net of the welfare system. And I'm not saying get rid of unemployment, right? Because I think unemployment, which you pay into is a decent system because not everyone understands investing. And obviously you can't, you can't teach everybody savings. I get it. I'm all for unemployment for a limited amount of time while you are job searching with stipulations that you are actively searching for jobs, that you're meeting with your unemployment advisor and you're actively looking for work and there is a time limit on it. And you have to be looking for a certain amount of work for a certain amount of time. There has to be stipulation. 
It can't just be, okay, here's your unemployment check. It can't work that way. And it doesn't really work that way for the most part. Most of the time you have to, you have to check in and say what jobs you looked for, uh, where you offer the job, if you offer the job and turn it down, why did you turn it down? And there have to be valid reasons behind it. But the problem is once you're on welfare, right? They give you, they're giving you all this money. You get more money for kids. You get more money for children with disabilities. You get more money for multiple children with disabilities. So if you're, if you're a so-called welfare queen, right? Let's go back to Reagan. If you're a welfare queen and you have a kid, kid happens to have ADHD or some sort of other disability. Oh, first kid had it. I got an increase in benefits. I'm going to have another kid and another kid. Oh, they're going to give me a bigger apartment if I have three kids. I'm going to have a third kid. I'm going to have a fourth kid because it's all money. That's how they make money. Why would you go get a job when someone's handing you money for having children with disabilities? This is the problem. Again, welfare is the problem, not the solution to anything. It is the cause of the problem. And the fact that people can't see that, it's a problem. It means you don't understand human nature. It means you don't understand economics. It means you don't understand government. It means you don't understand any of the the system that's going on. They have you trapped in a system that you don't understand. And this is why we started the podcast, to educate people, because people need to understand how the government functions, what they do, how certain government parties or how certain politicians on either side will manipulate you into doing what they want. Because it's a system designed, well, it's not designed that way. The system has become the powerful manipulate the people to gain more power and take power from the people. The way the system was initially designed was perfect, as perfect as government could be. Read the Constitution. If you read the Constitution, you go, where did we get the ATF and the DA and the EPA and all these other, it's all this nonsense that takes all our money. It's st- it, the, the initial system was as perfect as government could be. But it's been bastardized into this giant monopoly of government where they're trying to control your whole lives. And it started in the early 1900s. It started with Woodrow Wilson. It was expanded even more under FDR, who was one of the worst presidents of all time. He was a proto-socialist and he was an anti-Semite too. I'm just going to throw that in there. All right. What's his, Truman wasn't any better. And then you had LBJ and all these people. This is just pure nonsense, right? So the system was designed correctly, but it's been bastardized. We need to fix the system that we have. And I don't know what the real answer is. I don't know how you shrink the government enough in order to fix it without drastic measures. I don't know. But it needs to be fixed because the way we are functioning now it will not last. Uh, not at all. Not. But hey, Democrats seceded from the union, came back, still held power. Ironic, isn't it? And yet they're the ones that are trying to, uh, quote, fix everything. But uh, if I were to segue our ending here, unlike the supply chain, you can certainly pick up a shirt or a hoodie or any of our products because our supply chain has not been broken yet. By the never build back, never broken by the build back better air quotes um, policies by uh, Kaiser Biden and uh, the wonderful ruler. I, I can't think of uh, of a nickname for Kamala Harris, as Rich Valdez would say, Kamala Harris, Spanish for very bad Harris. So I'll use that for now until I think of something more witty. But what about the illustrious yeah. Pete Booty Judge? Uh, the illustrious Pete Booty Judge with his twins. Booty Judge. That's who, does that sound too homophobic? Yes, but we'll take it for now. Because the alleged, the alleged Booty Judge. Booty Judge. Yeah, 
Hey, listen, if the uh, if the largest LGBT conservative group in the country can go after him and, you know, make fun of him and call him an adversity hire, we can too, damn it. I think it's okay that he's gay. It is. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> it's you know, again, I, I, I don't, I really don't, we don't care about people's sexuality or any of that stuff. We really don't care. But the fact that these people are just completely incompetent is really what bothers us. That That's the real issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, go to our store, EmpireStateConservatives.com and uh, type in code FREEDOM to get some uh, nice discounts and stuff. I don't have a discount code yet because apparently I don't work here. Uh, which is fine. Uh, I'll quit soon. Well, you have to do work in order to be considered doing work. Hey, I talk for a living. That's what I do. <laughs> All right. But that, yes, that is the end of our show. Gabe, tell the people where they can find you on social media. All right. So you can find me on social media at, where, where am I? Oh, yeah. On Instagram at Baron.Montalvo, B A R O N dot Montalvo. Uh, on Twitter, Baron underscore Montalvo. And on uh, Google which links you to everything else, uh, just Gabriel E. Montalvo. Yes, guys, and make sure you check us out on Facebook. Again, our group is restricted due to garbage fact checks, which, again, everything posted was confirmed today by Nancy Pelosi herself in her own words. But check us out on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on Instagram at underscore Empire State Conservatives, on Twitter at Empire State Cons. And once again, please make sure you visit our store, EmpireStateConservatives.com. Any money that you spend there goes back into spreading conservatism in New York and to helping us fix the state, which we desperately, desperately need. We have mayoral elections coming up, city council elections coming up. And next year we have the the gubernatorial election where we need to get that psychotic woman, Kathy Hochul, out of office. That woman is completely insane. But also, guys, if you can, make sure you go to RedLibertyMedia.com. Our friend Emma Jimenez over there and all the other great people that work there doing great work. So for that. Everybody stay safe and don't let fear take your freedom. Mm-hmm.